0: Tron Jordheim. Thanks for tuning in to the Troncast with Tron Jordheim. And uh, we're going to talk more today about whatever's on my mind. So stay tuned. Thanks for being here. And uh, check it out. Welcome to a series I'm doing called Leadership Spotlight, where I talk about and talk with CEOs, leaders, presidents, business owners, uh, other C-level executives, learning about how they see leadership, how they do leadership, and how leadership is changing as the days go by. So tune in and thanks for being here on the Troncast with Tron Jordheim. Well, welcome and uh, thanks for being here for uh, the Leadership Spotlight. And today I've got an old friend in in the spotlight, Charles Barley, the CEO of Westport Properties. Charles, say hello and tell us a little bit about yourself and where you are.
1: Yeah, no, thanks, Tron. It's good to be with you. Um, I'm Charles Byerly, president and CEO of Westport Properties and U.S. Storage Centers. Uh, We're headquartered, if you will, in Irvine, California. Uh, We have a kind of a multi-vertical company, but it's primarily right now in self-storage. And that portfolio of stores is across 16 states. I think we're close to 11 million square feet of rentable uh, square footage. And, um, you know, we're happy to be in the business. It's been a good run and uh, we're parlaying that into a couple of other verticals including multifamily and industrial.
0: Oh, excellent, excellent. So Charles, tell me, how did you get to be a leader in the company? How how did that all unfold?
1: yes uh you know interestingly my my training and education is in accounting of all things so i was a bean counter by training and was at a fairly large firm uh ernst and young in their real estate group for about eight and a half years and so um you know i was able to put a lot of tools in my toolbox and and being there you know um focused just on real estate it really uh helped me kind of uh, fall in love with it and um so after that, I actually uh, moved on out of real estate briefly to uh, be a treasurer of a small public company. I was there for about three years. And you know, that allowed me to kind of put some uh, new tools in my toolbox, you know, more around the leadership side. Um, I was primarily dealing with a very dynamic entrepreneurial um, executive team. All of them had their own interesting styles. And I was able to get a lot of takeaways, kind of you know, things to do and focus on and things not to do. Uh, you know, learn some ways to kind of, uh, to manage people and um, motivate people in different ways. And so that, that company, we actually sold ourselves. And um, when that happened, I, uh, I teamed up with uh, Barry Hoven at Westport Properties. I came in as the chief financial officer. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Barry was suffering from some pretty significant health um, issues and, you know, wanted to bring somebody in that he thought could potentially roll into the president and CEO role. Um, and we didn't know when that may or may not happen because of his health. So we played it by ear, but um, as things kind of progressed and he kept um, dealing with uh, some health issues, the board decided that uh, we shouldn't, you know, we should name a, a new president CEO. And that ended up being me about five years into uh, joining the company. And so for about the last 10 years, I've been president CEO and it's been a good run. And um you know, it's uh, it's just interesting when you kind of look back at how that, you know, how your uh, your path goes and, um, you know, in that brief statement, that's kind of how mine came about.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and having known Barry for a number of years, yeah, uh, he would have been a great person to 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 study as you developed your next level of leadership skills. So that's that's pretty incredible. So I, I know the obvious answer to, to this question is, but what problem does your organization solve for people beyond the obvious, you rent space to people?
1: Right. Well, you know, when, um, when you mentioned that question, I, I kind of have to bifurcate it into a couple of pieces. The first piece would be our clients, which really, I look at our clients as our investor group, really and also even our employee group, but focusing on the investor side, um, we have, we have sophisticated investors from high net worth individuals to institutional capital that are looking for a place where they can really rely on a, a team that provides transparency that has a strong platform and gives them the confidence to invest and, and know that they're in good hands. And so, you know, I really look at that as kind of, um, you know, something that we provide through our platform Um that we really pride ourselves in in providing that transparency and um, and confidence that you know an investor can have, and you know we do that just all the way through the organization. I mean, I, I I'm not the only one that talks to those investors. I'm I'm really focused on developing people and having those people you know uh, defend our organization and brag about our organization and provide information to our investors at all levels, and and that's been really successful for us and. And so far we've had a good run with those investors and, and, and we feel good about it. And, you know, when you kind of look at the other piece, which is our customer base, our tenants, you know, our biggest, our biggest goal there is to provide a, a soothing, if you will, an inviting um, you know? uh, 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 place for them to come and, and do business. Because when you think about storage, you know, as we all know, even if it's for, even if you're storing goods for something good, let's say a remodel of a kitchen or moving to a new home, Um, It's a very stressful situation, so you have to really focus on the emotional side of that and providing, you know, a very seamless uh, customer um, experience that's got a great uh, interface that provides them to be able to transact smoothly, easily, efficiently um, means a lot. And then also just focusing on the customer service side of it and really having everybody that works at Westport really understand what folks are going through so that they can address it with the right you know attitude and mentality mm-hmm. and let those folks know that they're in good hands. So that's kind of the the 2 prong approach I think between clients and customers.
0: Yeah, well that makes a lot of sense. So wh- what's your big goal for this next year coming? Well, we'll be in the 2021 pretty soon.
1: Our biggest goal is to get out of 2020. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: Um I'm you, with you know, on that. Yeah. So, you know, we don't have one big primary goal, Tron. What we've um, tried to do is is really attack the business and attack uh, growing and moving the business forward by having um, smaller chunks of goals. So we call them key initiatives. Uh, we work on them uh, each quarter. We review them each quarter. We update them each quarter. And that really helps to kind of push things forward. Of course, we have you know, our overall um, company strategy, which is to grow the business and to um, keep it uh, prosperous for us and for our investors, um, and keep it inviting for our customers and continue to grow on in all those respects. But ultimately, we achieve that through, you know, really chopping things up into smaller, more digestible pieces that Mm -hmm. allow us to be able to chip away at those and not feel at any one time that we're overwhelmed trying to achieve some big goal. Um, yeah. all the while just knowing that we're you know pushing ahead and 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 and, and really you know looking at our, our mission and and our vision and saying you know are we are we continuing to follow that and are we are we using our core values to achieve that and are we you know we're we making progress so I think you know for us as long as we're kind of pushing forward and we're taking those bite-sized chunks and we feel good that we're accomplishing things, it helps us to kind of stay motivated and move forward
0: yeah th- thanks for sharing that so charles what what professional challenges are you facing personally right now as as things go forward
1: you know 2020 was interesting from that perspective and i think you know it really um allowed and kind of forced all of us um, to really just look at how we face uncertain situations and you know we all see those every year and every day um, but you know really that's probably the, the the biggest thing that that i took away from 2020 and and one that kind of continues to be a professional challenge and always has been, and that's really, you know, staying um, in front of the business, trying to keep relevant as a business, trying to make sure that we're on the cutting edge, but not taking um, absurd risks. Um, but you know, staying staying in front of the business so that we that we can continue to to grow it and to and to make it fruitful and also inviting for our customers. And you know, the uncertainty that came in 2020 really opened up you know, some obstacles that maybe we didn't think were there before. And, um, you know, so for that, you know, again, we just go back to kind of facing things in, in bite-sized chunks that we can manage, even if there is something uncertain that comes along so that we feel like we're not, again, not being overwhelmed and we're not being pushed into a corner where we're making bad decisions. So, you know, that would, that's just gonna be an ongoing challenge, I think, and one that um, we'll continue to face. And, and that's one that I kind of focus on and, and continue to face individually.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. So, I I know we all have you know some fears and some inspirations. So to, tell me, what wakes you up in the middle of the night where you go, ah, I forgot about this, or oh, I got a great idea. I got it right. To, I got to write it down.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, um, I personally, I I really try to pride myself in getting back to people um, in a manageable period of time, and so. You know, I, I I would say that is probably something that I look back at where, you know, how can I continue to be more organized and um, responsive and proactive in things? And so, you know, there's nothing big that, that wakes me up at night. I mean, there's always the occasional thing. I probably got a lot less sleep when the pandemic first came out, for sure. Right. Um, but, you know, it's really just, you know, it, it, there's nothing big. But I would say the underlying factors are, are just making sure that, you know, you're providing for your family, you're providing for your your employees, and um, you're providing for the folks that are relying on you for investments. You know, there's there's constantly smaller things that pop up all the time, that um, that you just want to make sure that you're pressing ahead. So, um, you know, I would say just just the overall kind of day to day stuff is maybe something that kind of you know once in a while um, you know perks up in the middle of the night and. It's not all the time, but it's often enough that, uh, you know, it, it keeps you thinking and, and during the day so that you can kind of manage through those
0: things. So I yeah. would say more of that. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So, I mean, you, you've got a lot going on. So, so Charles, how do, how do you stay balanced with, you know, mind, body, soul, work, home, all of that. That's not always the easiest thing.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think that's a great question. And again, the pandemic, you can point to that. It even got more difficult, but, um, you know, I do try to take care of myself. I, I have a, a a regular workout regimen uh, that I share with um, some friends. Actually, Drew, a colleague, he and I work out um, a couple days a week. That got interrupted during the pandemic, but we still yeah. keep in touch on that. You know, when we can't get together, and we and we are still forcing each other to do it, which is good. And, um, and you know, I I try to spend a lot of time on the weekends focusing on, you know, myself and my family and my friends. And, and staying active, you know, I have a 16 year old son who's very active, he loves the water and the ocean. So we try to spend time with him there. Um, Wife and I um, do a lot of things together. She recently took up golf because she knows I love it. So we we try to stay active doing things together and doing that. And, you know, um, you know, as part of that balance every once in a while, like I like to join uh, or enjoy a nice uh, glass of wine. So I'll do that
0: occasionally too. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. What other kind of thoughts would you like to share today on on leadership? I know we talked about some some great things, and thank you so much for sharing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know, it, in terms of the way that I look at leadership, I you know, I I really have tried to embrace um, autonomy from the leadership team. Meaning, uh, I like to have people run their business, their particular areas as those it's their own business. So mm-hmm. I really do try to manage from a distance as much as possible and really be there as more of a support, advice or backstop. And I really believe that, um, you know, that approach has served me well because it really gives people the sense of ownership um, of whatever they're doing. It could be yeah. you know, focused on accounts payable or it could be focused on, acquisitions of uh, self storage facilities, whatever that might be, you know, I believe that that kind of um, that that autonomy that you can give people really provides the power that drives your organization forward. And I think it's important for people to realize whether you're just starting your business out or you're growing an organization that you can't be everywhere every minute of the day and you have to have some reliance on good people that you surround yourself with. And I always tell um, other folks within the organization when they're looking to hire somebody, I always remind them, you know, remember you're only as good as your lieutenants. And it's important to remember that because you want those people to do, to be able to do their job on their own without micromanaging them because they want to be able to do it and they want to learn and they want to move forward. And they're only going to be able to do that if you allow them the, the room
0: to be able to do that. I think that's great advice. And that's, that sounds like a great, a great place to wrap it up. Charles, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts on leadership today. I sure appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you sometime soon. I hope it's person. So thank you.
1: All right, trauma. Thank you. And good luck. We'll see you soon.
0: Please stay tuned. We've got a word from a sponsor and then we'll get to the show. Thanks. Please stay tuned. We've got a word from a sponsor and then we'll get to the show. Thanks. Do you know about the self-storage Hawaii Unconference? Because if you don't, sit tight and listen to this. And if you do know about it, If you've not registered yet, what are you doing? Go register, hawaiiunconference.com, hawaiiunconference.com. In October 2021, we will gather some of the warmest and brightest people in the self-storage world on the big island of Hawaii at the beautiful Marriott Waikoloa Resort. And it'll be an unconference. So what's an unconference? So at an unconference, it's the attendees who create the content. So as we get ready to meet in October, we'll be exchanging lots of ideas about what's the topic of the day, what are people concerned about, what are the opportunities people are trying to figure out, uh, what's going on in operations that are trends that people have to look at, what's happening with acquisitions and dispositions and raising money and all the things that people have on their minds and we will create a program around that. And the attendees will be panelists. Some of the attendees and sponsors will be presenting to talk about new ideas, new ways of of making old ideas work well. It's a fantastic way to get some really good, serious learning about things you really want to know about. And we do sessions until about noon. And then afternoon, it's networking for the rest of the day. So you can uh, circle back around on some of the most interesting topics with other attendees. You can hang out with some of the sponsors and really get to understand their offerings and their products and their services and and why they developed in the way they did. Uh, And you might also get in some snorkeling or some golfing or some touring around the Big Island, which is just an amazing place. Uh, And then in the evenings, also networking. Uh, We'll have uh, small dinners, some group dinners. It'll be fantastic. And now you might be saying, what, you're doing an in-person conference in the COVID age? Are you nuts? Well, by October, 2021, it seems obvious at this point that it's gonna be possible to travel, that with uh, testing improving, with some uh, promising vaccines on the horizon, with uh, safety protocols becoming more obvious and more effective we're going to be able to do it plus we'll be in an open-air environment when we're in our uh, sessions we can have all of the sliding doors open and have the ocean breeze coming with us when we're getting together we can be six or ten feet apart from each other we can wear our masks whatever we need to do it'll work it's going to be fantastic go to hawaiiunconference.com Check out our sponsors, get registered, and we hope to see you there to share some aloha with you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Troncast with me, Tron Jordheim. I sure appreciate it. I'm glad you were able to hang around and listen to some of my thoughts, some of my interviews, uh, some of the things I'm talking about today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks. See ya.